0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canood. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update on Manitoba's potato crop. And up first, in today's country comment, I'll talk about insects with entomologist John Gavlosky. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now is the province's entomologist John Gavlosky with an insect update.
1: There's really no big concerns right now, and that's because there's really not a lot of crop up. Uh, We are seeing some flea beetles feeding on volunteer canola, um, but I wouldn't say the population's heavy right now. But uh, there's probably more still to come. Um, Now, regarding flea beetles, though, we may actually see less severe damage by flea beetles this year with all the later seeding, because the biggest risk of for flea beetles is really when you have plants that are taking a long time to germinate and when you have plants that are taking a long time to get through that seedling stage. When they're stalled in that seedling stage and you've got heavy flea beetle populations, that's when you run into some really big problems. The Seed treatments run out. Now this year people have been forced to seed a bit later into what will hopefully be um, warmer soil with good moisture we may see that we get quicker germination and quicker seedling growth and hopefully escape some of the big um, flea beetle problems. Uh, there's trade-offs with this later seeding, of course. Um, puts people at greater risk of heat blasting, and there's other issues. But there could be a silver lining with reduced flea beetle uh, damage in some cases.
0: Now, when the crops uh, do start to come up, um, what are some other insects... Uh- Maybe to watch for.
1: Cutworms would be one um, hard to say right now what the cutworm levels will be like. Uh, we did see some pretty severe problems a couple of years ago. Last year wasn't quite as bad as 2020. Um, so I'm hoping that that trend continues. Cutworms often go in cycles where they build. It sounds like a bell curve and then they kind of start killing off. So I'm hoping we're on the downward side of that. But certainly, cutworms still one to keep an eye on. And the other one people have been asking a lot about is grasshoppers and will all the rain and excess moisture have killed the grasshoppers? Short answer, don't count on it. Uh, the grasshoppers are still, our test species of grasshoppers are still in the egg stage. We haven't seen hatch starting yet. That egg stage is very resilient to excess moisture. Um, and just to give you an example of that, a uh, story i like to uh, tell to emphasize this, uh, a colleague of mine actually took grasshopper eggs and put them in a glass of water for a week and poured out the water and those eggs hatched. So The egg stage is very resilient to excess moisture. It's once those eggs start hatching that that excess moisture can do a lot of damage to the grasshopper population. So not that we want a lot more rain in a week or two when the hatch starts, but we uh, Still, keep an eye on grasshopper levels as we go through June and uh, into July. That'll be the time when we see the hatch starting probably early June. So That'll be one more down the road to watch for.
0: All right. Um, Any
1: other issues here this week,
0: John? Those are the biggies.
1: And I'm I'm trying to get the word out to people that that we are looking for um, some fields with lots of cutworms that we can steal some from to use for research trials. So if anyone out there has fields that have lots of cutworms, um, if you don't mind, let us know, and we would come and collect some for some research trials we're doing.
0: That was John Gavlosky, entomologist with Manitoba Agriculture. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon. I'm Corey Canute. Cereals Canada is applauding Health Canada for publishing new guidance for novel food regulations focused on plant breeding innovation. Here's CEO Dean Dias
2: in Canada we don't we don't regulate you know the technology itself we regulate the end product when it comes to uh, the the product and if it has novel traits we didn't know how health canada was going to regulate that and that made it very difficult to provide any input to our breeders and so on so now that uh, the breeders have an idea on how this is going to be regulated it kind of gives us an idea on on future innovation when it comes to plant breeding in the the cereal sector.
0: Canada's cereal sector leads the country's agriculture exports, with annual exports averaging $8.5 billion to over 70 countries. The Canadian Seed Growers Association and Mushrooms Canada have joined the Agriculture Carbon Alliance. Membership is open to all national Canadian farm organizations committed to dialogue around carbon pricing and climate change policies. Manitoba Agriculture says insect activity on crops has been light so far, mainly because of the delays in seeding. Entomologist John Gavlosky says they're seeing some flea beetle feeding on volunteer canola.
1: I wouldn't say the population's heavy right now, probably more still to come. Regarding flea beetles, though, we may actually see less severe damage by flea beetles this year with all the later seeding. The biggest risk for flea beetles is really when you have plants that are taking a long time to germinate and when you have plants that are taking a long time to get through that seedling stage.
0: Gavlosky says cutworms will be another insect to scout for early in the season. And presumptive cases of avian influenza have been found in about 11 mammals in Saskatchewan. Pathologist Trent Bollinger of the Western College of Veterinary Medicine says avian influenza is why some skunks and red foxes have recently died or have been behaving abnormally. He says it's unusual to have this many cases of the virus. Bollinger says the flu doesn't appear to be transferring to people or pets. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Monday, May 30th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get an update on Manitoba's potato crop. Joining us now is Vikram Bisht with Manitoba Agriculture to give us an update on the province's potato crop.
3: The season started very slow. However, we had uh, quite a few days uh, which were, uh, you can say, without rains in the last week. And uh, the expected rains, I think uh, that was a forecast for the weekend. did not happen, or was not as uh, heavy as uh, I had expected, and uh, I had uh, talked to some growers, they are uh, basically still going, and the planting, in my opinion, is about 80, 85% done. Some growers are uh, nearly finished, and so, It may take a couple of days or two, three days for majority of the growers to finish.
0: I mean, is that kind of uh, on par with a normal year?
3: No, normal, we probably would finish by this time, almost uh, everyone. There may be a few stragglers who have, uh, you know, small plots left, but uh, by Um, Mid, not mid, but uh, 27th of May, uh, last year we had almost 95% done. And so we are close to 80% done, I would say, now.
0: What are uh, soil conditions like? Soil conditions
3: in many of the potato fields, which normally are uh, sandier or uh, lighter, uh, the fields are moist. Deep, but on the top, in the uh, planting zone, it has been reasonably okay. However, there are some holes uh, or areas within the fields where uh, the planting will have to be skipped.
0: You know, any early season concerns here with, I guess, insects or, uh, you know, with all the rain here? Any any disease concerns going forward? Or
3: Yeah, the early season concerns would be uh, the uh, seed rotting. If uh, some of the uh, growers may have, uh, you know, gone through uh, wet holes uh, and uh, very, uh, you know, those those fields would uh, lead to uh, soft rotting. But I have not heard of any cases yet. So it is still too early. The positive side of uh, this delay would be uh, the soils are warmer. And so they would be into the in the ground for you know five six weeks that normally we have seen. So the emergence would be much more rapid.
0: Are we seeing uh, quite you know quite a few weeds in the in the potato fields? At the moment,
3: no, uh, because uh, most of the potato fields are uh, cultivated; they are not direct planted. So yes, uh, they would be taken care of. It would in my opinion, not be a very unusual year. Yes, so those fields uh, for other field crops, uh, yes, they may have some uh, weeds which uh, are normally seen in the wetter conditions.
0: Anything else to add here uh, so far? At the moment, no.
3: Uh, I would say that uh, uh, a few more days of uh, good planting and uh, We would be all done in Manitoba.
0: That was Vikram Bisht with Manitoba Agriculture giving us an update on the province's potato crop. (music) Farm Credit Canada is providing relief for Manitoba farmers affected by flooding. Shannon Weatherall is Vice President of Prairie Operations.
4: Obviously, it's been a challenging year for many of our customers in Manitoba with the heavy snowfall, the flooding that's resulted, the heavy rainfall this spring. So we do want to make sure our customers know, and the most important message I have to share is if you're concerned, if you're um, not sure what to do, please come in and talk to us. We have short-term credit options, deferral of principal payments, Um, payment schedule amendments, and other things we can look at on an individual basis to support you during these challenging times.
0: This follows, you know, the drought last year, um, I guess. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about what FCC did at that time.
4: Yeah, similar. For some of our customers, we've had challenges for the last year. It's gone from drought and lack of moisture, and then impacts of rising input costs, whether it's feed costs for livestock producers or input costs for our grains and oilseeds producers so we have had similar programs in place as well to support customers during this time and really that's what we're here to do at FCC we work through our customers through all cycles of agriculture and good times and challenges and want to support them for their long-term success
0: was there anything else you wanted to to add here today
4: it's challenging times so we do um I guess would generally just want to throw out if you're struggling with mental health or mental well-being, we do have a list of mental health resources on our FCC website under FCC Wellness.
0: That was Shannon Weatherall, Vice President of Prairie Operations with Farm Credit Canada. FCC is providing relief for Manitoba farmers affected by flooding. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is putting on a fence and water solutions workshop June 1st. The cost is $30. You can register on the MFGA website. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada has established an e-commerce resource hub where Canadian agri-food companies can access resources to take advantage of global opportunities to sell products online. Sessions conclude June 6th. Register on the Manitoba Agriculture website. The Canadian Charley Association is hosting its AGM June 10th to the 12th in Russell. Visit charley.com for more details. And the Miami Agricultural Society is celebrating its 25th annual rodeo along with the 113th annual fair June 25th and 26th. The Miami 4H Beef Club will be hosting their interclub judging competition on Friday evening. And an open 4-H beef show on Saturday. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon. Farmers in the Red River Valley continue to deal with spring flooding. I caught up with Morris area farmer Lauren Hamblin late last week. And we're like every other farmer in almost in Manitoba now, is wet conditions, but
5: the stuff that's not flooded, we have been we have been seeding outside the flood zone. So you know, we were like everybody else here, you're, you're picking the high spots or low spots, but we just need more wind and sun.
0: What crops have you planted here so far? Uh, we've
5: we planted some corn, we've planted some uh, wheat, and we planted canola. And so we're, we're planting some oats just for neighbors with different equipment, but we're trying to, uh, like everybody, do as much as you can. And it's just soggy everywhere, so the more days we get like this, but with rain coming on Saturday, we're hoping that's wrong again. So, so we've got about 1,500 acres that we can seed as it dries out outside the flood zone have you um
0: changed seeding plans with the with the water here yeah absolutely
5: juggling because because when we this this stuff in the valley and the way it's the way what's under water now and they're holding water i'd be shocked if we're doing anything before june 15th and it could be the end of the month are not seeded at all. Like we've been through this before in the other floods, in the 97 flood, 96 flood, major floods, and debatable whether you seed it. And then the other challenge with the with the flooded stuff is when you seed it, you're probably going to make a mess getting it in the ground. You need a half an inch of rain, and then you don't need any more all summer, unlike everybody else that needs rains. But we, in 97, we seeded a crop and we should have gone to the lake because everything drowned out in the flood zone it's just because it was too much water. So, so we just, whatever happens, happen. And the biggest thing that we mentioned was, uh, was you just need something for the people that can work to compensate those that are holding water for everybody else. And that's the big difference we've seen since the 97 flood. Like in, in the old days, if you got a two inch rain, it would take two or three uh, um, weeks for the water to meander to the, to the uh, river. Now it's here in two days because after the 97 flood every ditch was cleaned out from Fargo to Winnipeg all the
0: way to the Escarpment all the way to the Ontario border so the water comes in so quick. That was Morris area farmer Lorne Hamblin. I also chatted with Daryl Adel who farms just south of Morris. We're 100% underwater still. Yep, Very, very slow. We can't even, I can't even get in with a tractor or nothing. It's all boating yet. Have you had a year like this before? Uh, what's your experience has been? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have. This is probably the latest ever though. Like this is, I have a hard time thinking how am I even going to plant this year yet? It's, it'll be our latest year. So. Are you hoping to, to get a crop in?
3: Well, we are hoping. Yeah, yeah. We, we have to. Yeah. <laughs> we have to put something
0: in. <laughs> you know, what's it been like just, just waiting this out here for you guys? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's stressful for me because it's, I don't, I live in Morse here, so it's just tough getting in and out. You got to trust and get in there with a boat with somebody to take you with a boat, and it just it, it's, it's and it's windy half of the time. It's yeah, and I guess a lot of farmers in this area are kind of in the same same situation. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not the only ones. There's lots out there. I feel for everybody. That was Morris area farmer Daryl Adel. We chatted late last week. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba Agriculture says some flea beetle feeding has been observed on volunteer canola. However, insect activity on crops has been light so far, mainly because of the delays in seeding. Entomologist John Gavloski talked about other insects to scout for early in the season.
1: Cutworms would be one. Hard to say right now what the cutworm levels will be like. Did see some pretty severe problems a couple of years ago. Last year wasn't quite as bad as 2020. So I'm hoping that that trend continues. Cutworms often go in cycles where they build. It sounds like a bell curve, and then they kind of start killing off. So I'm hoping we're on the downward side of that. But certainly cutworms still one to keep an eye on. And the other one people have been asking a lot about is grasshoppers, and will all the rain and excess moisture have killed the grasshoppers? Short answer, don't count on it.
0: The CEO of Cereals Canada says Health Canada's new guidelines for plant breeding innovation is an important step for the sustainable future of the grain sector. Here's Dean Dias.
2: It's a new tool in our toolbox that we didn't have previously. The conventional plant breeding techniques um, mm-hmm. were breeding two different plants and hoping we get the best genetic mix to, uh, to create new varieties that could be drought tolerant with higher uh, quality and so on. But now... Uh, with gene editing, it's a very precise technology where it can make changes to the existing genes uh, that already exist in the plant.
0: Canada's cereals sector leads the country's agriculture exports, with annual exports averaging $8.5 billion to over 70 countries. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email the desk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll talk about seeding deadlines with Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.